How did the Twins do at the 2022 trade deadline? Did they fill their holes adequately? How does this change the race in the American League Central? Deals that could have been made, my grades, what I have done these deals. It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is trade deadline day. It's Tuesday, August 2nd. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, my third season covering the Twins on a daily basis for Lockdown Twins, my fourth season at Twins Daily. Man, what a deadline. What a deadline. Juan Soto to the Padres. There's some big-time moves Today, the Twins were in on the action. They were one of the only Central teams in on the action today, really. They made a deal within the Central as well. They pick up Sandy Leone. He'll report to St. Paul. Decent switch hitting catcher, patient, good behind the plate. I think they're going to call him up pretty soon as a backup catcher option. But that was the lowest wattage move of the day. Who did the Twins add here? How does it change the outlook of their rotation, their bullpen, their farm system, and the American League Central, the race, and how the Twins will match up in the offseason. I'll also talk about if I would have done these deals. I'll say flat out, I love the three players the Twins acquired today. And the reason I'm going to give them a B plus, A minus, it wasn't a straight A for me. It was a B plus to A minus in that range is because they had so many holes and they didn't necessarily fill all the holes I identified for them. The reason they have a B plus or an A minus, which is very good. That's a very good trade deadline for the Twins is because I love the three players they acquired. Twins trade for Tyler Maui from Cincinnati, Jorge Lopez from Baltimore, and Michael Fulmer from Detroit. Two right-handed relievers and a right-handed starter. Maui, if you've been listening to this show, if you listen back to the, my top five starting pitching targets for the Twins, he was number one. He was number one over Luis Castillo. He was number one over Frankie Montas. He was number one over everybody that was dealt in this deadline. Because when I combined all those factors, feasibility, the talent, the projectability, the team control, the cost, Tyler Malley came out on top. He was the best target for me at this deadline among starting pitching training targets. The reason, one of the reasons he was as well is because I thought they could go get another starter along with Malley, or they could go get a high-end reliever, multiple high-end relievers while still getting Malley because he's not going to cost what Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas would cost. Now, he costs a lot. And when I break down these deals separately, we'll start with the Malley deal. We're not going to go in order of the day. We'll start with what I think was their you know, most significant ad here which is Tyler Malley. They traded away Spencer Steer, Christian Encarnacion Strand, and Steven Hajar. We talked Friday about Steer and Encarnacion Strand specifically, being guys who probably were in trade talks, right? Especially Spencer Steer. We knew Steer would likely be traded. This is is a haul for the Reds. I mean, they get two guys who, I mean, Steer's ready. Encarnacion Strand right behind him, who are going to factor into the Major League Club together probably by next year. But Steer is, is... He might get called up right away and play third, play second for the Reds down the stretch, get some major league time. They don't care. They're they're done. You know, their season's over. 
Spencer Steer is a very good prospect. Christian Encarnacion Strand, a very good prospect, destroying the minors this year, both of them, destroying the upper minors. I think they're going to be good major league players. And Steven Hajar has a chance to be really good too. Left-handed starting pitcher from Michigan. Good stuff. Good projectability. You know, probably projects as a mid-to-back back rotation starter. Pitchers are harder. The volatility and the and the variance on pitchers is higher. But the Reds, I believe, got two future regulars in Steer and Encarnacion Strand and two guys who have a chance to be very good regulars in the future for them. So this hurts for the Twins. And this deal, although I loved Malley, Malley was my number one target. I really like him because of his numbers outside of Cincinnati. I know the ERA doesn't jump off the page. But Tyler Malley away from Great American Ballpark is like a completely different pitcher. The home runs are down. The ERA is mid-two since 2019 away from Cincy. That ballpark is a bandbox, and I think getting him to target field, just doing that will help. I think the Twins probably have some adjustments in mind as well. But Malley, you know, mid-90s fastball, good splitty. Slider is solid. I think he's going to throw that a little bit more, especially to right-handers. But Tyler Malley was my number one target. He's under team control through next season, which I like as well. I mean, to have him next year will be helpful for the Twins rotation. Now, he did have some shoulder problems. He's not perfect. The numbers haven't been great. The ERA is at 440, but I really like the projectability here. The cost was more than I thought it would be for Mali, Steer, Encarnacion, Strand, Hajar. That's a pretty significant package. But I think painfully, I pulled the trigger on this deal, especially if I knew that's the only starting pitching deal the Twins are going to make on the day, then yes, like I'm going to make that deal. I think what changed the landscape here is the Giants didn't trade Carlos Rodon. The Red Sox didn't trade Nathan Yavaldi. That changed a lot of things on the starting pitching market. Noah Syndergaard traded to the Phillies. I think Mally's a much bigger get than Syndergaard. So the biggest three starters traded, Montas, Castillo, and Mally, they were the top, and we knew they'd be the top. But I also thought Rodon might slip in there. Yavaldi might slip in there. I think that changed the calculus for the Twins when the Red Sox maybe told them that they were going to hold on to Yavaldi. The price for Rodon was very high, and I think that's why they were willing to go up on Steer, Encarnacion Strand, and Hajar for Mali because he's the only starter available at that point, the only frontline you know, or frontline capable starter at that point. I think Mali has some has some upside here. I think it's an upside play as much of it is we just need starting pitching. And that kind of speaks to the holes the Twins have and their failure to, to add more starting pitching in the offseason. They had to pay somewhat of a premium for Tyler Malley in this deal. But yes, painfully, painfully I would do this deal because it makes the rotation better today. I also think Malley has a chance to be very good down the stretch and next year as a higher upside play. So I do that deal. I'm not in love with that deal. I really like Mally, but I'm not in love with that trade. It does help the Twins now, and I think it will help the Twins next year. But beyond 2023, I think you're going to see that deal swing more in the favor of the Reds. We'll see. I mean, you take risks. That's what they do. You take risks here. I loved, loved their relief deals, though. I love both of their arms they got. I'm going to tell you why. I love both of these deals. After this word from Built Bar, if you haven't tried Built Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys, the Built Bar Puff. And guess what? There's a new flavor, ready, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. 
and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 whenever you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, ditch the fat and sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. The deadline is over. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns. I also have rapid reactions on the YouTube page. Subscribe now to Lockdown Twins on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get notified when each episode premieres. Love the two relievers the Twins got. Way back, months ago, I wrote an article. I think it was in late May at twinsdaily.com. Three trade targets for the Twins to monitor. And this wasn't just an umbrella of guys they could go get. These were three guys I thought were more intriguing than anybody else at that time in late May. Nathan Yavaldi made the list. I would have liked to see the Twins go get Yavaldi. The Red Sox didn't trade him, so you can't really fault the Twins for that. Jorge Lopez was a guy I circled way back when. He's a breakout in 2022. I'll preface this by saying, He's worse than the 168 ERA he's posted. You know, his FIP is higher. And if we're going to use FIP, expected ERA for Tyler Malley, those numbers are great for Malley when compared to his ERA. Lopez has, has benefited from some good luck this year. But the reason I love him is because he has ridiculous stuff. He's 98 to 100 with the sinker, hammer curveball, good slider. He can mix it up. And he's moved to the bullpen. He's become a relief ace. He's been outstanding for Baltimore this year. He's had a rough July, which maybe even reduced his price. Maybe even his rough July pushed the Orioles to move him because Jorge Lopez is under team control through 2024. So ideally, you know, hopefully, he's pumping 100 out of the Twins' bullpen for the next 2.3 years. We'll call this the end of this year, 0.3. It's not, it's not a half. The Twins have 60-something games left. It's not a half. But hopefully, I mean, he is a building block in this bullpen with Yohan Duran back there, and that's the key. Yohan Duran now has a legitimate partner in the back end of the bullpen, and Griffin Jacks has been great. He's going to fill you know, a seventh, eighth inning role. He'll still be very important to this bullpen. Yohan Duran gets a high-octane closing option in Jorge Lopez. He's 19 for 23 in steals this year. He's got a 168 ERA. The strikeout rate is near 30%. And he's pitching in the American League East. I think he'll maybe get even better. Not get better in the ERA department, but I think he'll look really good in the American League Central. And you're getting him, hopefully, for the postseason as well. He's mowed down Yankees. He's pitched very well in a tough division full of good offenses. I love Jorge Lopez. I can't stress that enough. I think, you know, other than Josh Hader, Jorge Lopez is the best reliever dealt today. He's an all-star closer the twins go out and get him he's going to pitch in the eighth and ninth inning love 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 that addition Cade Povich Yenier Cano Juan Nunez and Juan Rojas the package going out love Cade too and Cade came on the podcast great kid my age it's it's not an easy day when you're traded from an organization I really like Cade I think he's going to be a good major league player I think he's going to be in a major league rotation, whether that's with the Orioles or somebody else, I think he's going to reach the big leagues. I think he's going to have a really successful major league career. Yenier Cano, love his stuff. You know, 90, 95 to 98 with the sinker, good change, slider, just can't throw strikes. And it's possible he comes out of the O's bullpen in a couple of years or even down the stretch this year and figures it out. And maybe they see something in Cano to fix his command. But right now, he's just not in a position to help the major league 
ball club for the Twins. He's not in a position to help a first-place team. Therefore, you're gone. Juan Nunez, Juan Rojas, way down in the FCL. Good numbers. You know, could be guys one day who become major league pitchers, but they're 18, 19, you know, 20, 21 years old, super young, not in a position to help the first-place Twins. That's what today looked like. The Twins looked at these deals and they said, who is it? who's in a position to help the first place twins. The only player dealt who's in a position to help the twins this year is Spencer Steer. And really, I would argue the only position player or player dealt who is in a position to help the twins next year outside of Steer is Encarnacion Strand. Other than that, you know, Povich is probably next, but he's probably got another year after 2023. Maybe down the stretch next year, he helps them. But th- those are the only two guys who, beyond next year, you know, into next year, I think, will help the twins win. So that's, that's, cleanly why the twins made these deals i think jorge lopez helps them right now tyler malley helps them right now and jorge lopez that deal as much as it hurts to lose povich who i again i think is going to be a good good pitcher in the majors as a lefty as much as it hurts the twins need high-end relief very badly and lopez fits that bill love that move for the twins michael fulmer came in late on the transaction wire Michael Fulmer for Sawyer Gibson Long. Gibson Long's had a very nice season. Twins right-handed pitching prospect. Probably projects as a back-end rotation option in the future. Maybe he will for the Tigers, and the Twins will have to face him in the future. But this is this is another simple move. You know, Michael Fulmer, I secretly, Michael Fulmer, I think, is going to go down as one of the best additions for any team today. Michael Fulmer has been in a Tigers bullpen that's been outstanding this year. Michael Fulmer has been outstanding. I mean, he's been huge for them. And an under-the-radar pickup, I think, for any team today, right-handed hitters against Michael Fulmer this year are hitting 140 with a 391 OPS, slugging 151. He pitched last night against the Twins. Chio Urshela walked off the Tigers, walked off Alex Lang. Jose Miranda had a huge hit off Michael Fulmer. He's on another level right now, right? Jose Miranda's been amazing. That includes last night. Righties are hitting 140 with a 391 OPS. I'm sorry, that's 401. I left out 10. 401 OPS against Michael Fulmer. A 401 OPS slugging 151. I mean, he's incredible against righties because he has a a hard, high spin, very good slider. He shuts down right-handed hitters. Love Michael Fulmer for this bullpen. He's got a 320 ERA this year pitching for the Tigers. He's a free agent after this year. It would be great if he was under control another year, but he would have cost the Twins more than Gibson Long, who, again, I think can be a major league pitcher. So I give the Twins a B-plus, A-minus, because I love what they did to the bullpen. The the bullpen additions are an A-plus, unquestionably. The rotation additions are a B. You go out and get Malley, that's a good start. I think they could have gotten more than Mally, like if they would have added Cindergard, I think that I would have bumped this up to an A deadline, but they didn't get a second starter, which is why it's only B plus A minus. I think Mally can help them and I think he will. They just didn't do more in the rotation. So in today for the twins, Tyler Mally, Jorge Lopez, Michael Fulmer, and Sandy Leone out Spencer Steer, Christian Encarnacion Strand, Steve Hajar, Cade Povich, Sawyer Gibson Long, Yenya Cano, Juan Nunez, and Juan Rojas. Also in the Sandy Leon deal heading out is Ian Hamilton, who I like, and he's been a good minor league pitcher for the Twins. Got some opportunities last year, uh, just hasn't stuck with the major league club. But mid-90s fastball, good slider from Ian Hamilton. So those are your additions, your subtractions for the Twins. 
at this deadline. Overall, I give it a B plus, A minus. Within that, you could bump them to an A if only because the Cleveland Guardians and the, and the Chicago White Sox did essentially nothing. The White Sox added Jake Diekman, who's got a 497 FIP this year as a left-handed reliever. I think he's going to be good for them if he throws more strikes. He'll be good for them. And the Guardians added Ian Hamilton. I mean, the the other teams in the division basically did nothing. This deadline doesn't guarantee the Twins anything. This deadline doesn't guarantee the Twins will win the Central, hold on, or win in the playoffs, or do anything. But unquestionably, they had the best the best trade deadline in the division. When you're looking at additions, it's possible Gibson Long becomes a frontline starter, and therefore the Tigers had the best deadline. But when you're looking at additions who are going to help in the second half, it's hard not to look at these three rosters. And as talented as the White Sox are, they've really underperformed. It's hard not to look at these three rosters and say the Twins filled their holes and these other two teams didn't. The Twins still have holes in the rotation. They're still not set in the rotation, and that's going to be a weakness down the stretch and into October. The bullpen, though, is so much better to me than it was 24 hours ago. This bullpen, it's a completely new-look bullpen. You now have Lopez, Fulmer, Duran, and Jackson in the back end. Caleb Dilbar is coming back. He's going to be hopefully an asset for them down the stretch. I love this bullpen now for the Twins. So their biggest weakness, you could argue, was their bullpen. And now I think it might even be a strength for the Twins down the stretch and into October, a strength for them if everybody stays healthy. That's that's awesome. And that's why they get a B plus, A minus deadline for me. The other teams, you know, the White Sox need some bats. So they, they need their bats to wake up, number one. They could have used some more bats. They didn't get anybody. They didn't get anybody to supplement the lineup. The Guardians could use more as well. I think all around, you know, they could probably use another reliever. They could use another starter. They could use a big bat in the lineup. They didn't add anybody other than Ian Hamilton, who could be a reliever for them this year, like a, an asset as a mid, mid-inning reliever. But the Twins unquestionably had the best deadline in the Central among the three teams who are trying to vie for the title. It, it's very possible that even though the Twins did all these things, you know, added three good pitchers, including two in my mind, you know, one elite reliever, borderline elite reliever, and another solid reliever, Michael Fulmer, they could do all these things and still not win the division, still not make the playoffs. You need health. You need good fortune. You need these things to, to bounce in your way. You need Tyler Malley to pitch better than the 440 ERA he's put up so far. You need Jorge Lopez to outpitch his peripherals. He's done that all year. You need him to bounce back from a tough July. You need Michael Fulmer to stay healthy. He's had a bunch of injuries in his career. You need things to break right. But I think the Twins put themselves in a position to succeed here at this deadline. And I think they filled their major holes in the bullpen. They're missing another starter. But I really, really liked what happened today for the Twins. And I think they put themselves in a spot where they can say, okay, Let's just wait and see what happens. Now we got to play the games. Let's see what happens in the bullpen. Let's see what happens with Mally and Ryan and Gray at the top of the rotation. Hopefully Bundy can be steady. Hopefully Archer can help them down the stretch in some way. But now it's let's see what happens here and let's play the games. Good deadline for the Twins. Let me know what you think in the comments. Thanks for making Locked on Twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for following along. I will be here the rest of the year breaking down these Twins games, breaking down these Twins deals, how they look in the future. 
I'm going to be here, folks. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Go Twins. The Twins are better today than they were 24 hours ago. That is great. Thanks so much. Go Twins.